This is a mother-daughter podcast, but it is not for kids. This podcast will be discussing adult subject matter that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to the Don't Look Podcast. This is, my name is Kat. And I'm Kat's mom. And this is a podcast where I watch movies with my daughter. So you don't have to with yours. <laughs> Hello to all our eight listeners out there. We're very excited that you guys are either back or arriving for the first time. <laughs> I feel like we have more than eight listeners. Uh, we might do. But I'm just calling out eight. Oh, just <laughs> eight of you, you specifically. You know who you are. <laughs> so this is december and we are recording this episode why for my birthday for as like a bonus birthday. special it's cat's birthday and how old are you oh i don't want to say that you don't want to say your age why no why i don't know i just don't i know. had a birthday you, you say my age actually quite a lot i'll be turning 22 <laughs> Yeah, you can talk about my birthday if you don't want to talk about yours. That's fine. I had a birthday, but I didn't even get a bonus episode. Oh, my gosh. Because your the November episode was your birthday. We've gone over this many a times off air. But the November episode was mom's birthday episode. The only reason that I get a bonus episode is because it's in December with Christmas. And with Christmas? With Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and my birthday is before Christmas. So it makes more sense to do a bonus episode before Christmas than a bonus episode that is Christmas based after Christmas. But it will be the second night of Hanukkah. Are it will you, you going to claim night. that as your half night of Hanukkah this year? Yes, I will. <laughs> so we always joke because my great grandparents on my dad's side are were Jewish. Um, so I have one eighth Jewish blood in me. So I'm claiming one night of Hanukkah every year. And then since Kat is my daughter, she has a quarter. <laughs> so she, or a, what do you, yeah, a quarter, right? I got a half night of so Hanukkah. So you get a half night of Hanukkah. Right, because if it, you're an eighth, I'm a 16th. You're 16th. There we go. So she's a 16th. I was like going up. See, my, I can't do math. This is why I never got, in, I never got into math. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> so she's a 16th, so she gets a half night of Hanukkah. So that's the that's the big joke in our house about the holiday season. The rest of it, I'm not exactly thrilled about, but I am really looking and forward to latkes. We, we can talk more about our holiday. Well, I guess not the the latkes and the Hanukkah at all, because we think it'll be over by then. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, it starts on the seventh, so it will be coming right up on it. Yeah, it'll be really close. We'll be really close. I will have had the latkes by then. Yes, my manischewitz cream concord, my challah bread. And we'll have Hanukkah at Christmas. It's very weird in our family. We do, which like, that's just been like our always tradition. We have too. a lot of like Jew, like Jewish things that show up at like real Christian holidays. We, my mom and I are the ones that definitely like embrace more of the Jewish traditions than I think 
your parents did. Well, it was my dad's parents that were Jewish. So, I mean, we had the glasses with the Star of that's David true, on the bottom. That's true, but it's not like we would do, like, traditions or anything. No, but, I mean, they're the ones. That's why I bring out the challah bread every Christmas and Easter. Yeah, Even Christmas better. and Easter is Even when we better. do challah bread. You know, the Manischewitz cream concrete and the special Star of David glasses would mm-hmm. come out for these holidays. Like, these big Christian holidays always we would represent the Jewish people who have nothing to do with any of them. <laughs> So it was always like a very strange dynamic. Yeah. And then we, we kind of like. And, you know, the latkes, they would just show up right. whatever. But I mean, they never called them latkes. They would just call them potato, potato pancakes. pancakes. Or bellinis. We yeah, used to call bellinis. bellinis like the Polish way. So I don't know. Very strange thing. But I embrace it. I'm here for it. I love it. I'll take all the blessings. I'll take it from anybody who wants we'll, to give me we'll blessings. Get more into our holiday. <laughs> we'll get more into our like holiday specifics when we do our holiday episode. Holiday episode. That's not now. Oh, that's right. Cat's birthday special. Um, yes, so we're doing a special for my birthday. Um, I wanted to talk about what we had done before this episode. What? Well, I want to talk about how we went to Monster Mania. Oh my God! Can we talk about my birthday then? Because because you know yeah, what I got, can, you know what I got for my birthday? birthday. I got to see Tom Atkins for my birthday because me and Tom Atkins are the birthday buddies, and we are forty years and one day apart, <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> so I'm really happy. No, thirty years. 30 years. I don't know how old Tom Atkins is. It's I think it's only 30 years. It's definitely not 40 years. He's not that old. But I think we're 30 years apart in one day, which is pretty exciting. I'm not going to say we had another moment, but I'm going to say we had another moment. (laughs) And I know like other people were like, yeah, you know, I brought him a birthday card, whatever. I did all these fun things with Tom Atkins, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. <laughs> he did. You did go up to him and was like, happy birthday. And he's like, happy birthday to you, too. Because he knew it was my birthday. And it is 40 years. God, I didn't think it was because he looks so gorgeous. He does. It is. We are 40 years and one day apart. That's so crazy to me. But it's true. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, my God. But he's so gorgeous. I'm just going to tell you. And if you have the opportunity to run into Tom Atkins, please just go ahead and do it because it's awesome. But you won't have the moment that I had. Sorry. That moment is just for me because we are the birthday buddies. So mom got to meet Tom Atkins. I got to again. meet. Again. <laughs> I got to meet my, like, all-time fave celeb, Matthew Lillard which was just a very emotional experience for me. It was very emotional. This was a very emotional person. <laughs> it was. I, like, even after the fact, I was surprised at the emotionalness of this meeting. It was crazy. Yeah, I, I just, I very much value it. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I didn't get a chance to have him sign anything. No, the line for that I, was I just want to say, insane. like, if you guys are not aware, if you've never been to one of these conventions... Let me just tell you, and I've never done like the photo ops before. This was my first time. I didn't with that enjoy the photo ops. I think. And I let me tell again. you how it is. And I know you like if you run in any of the same circles that I do, you see a lot of people posting, you know, their pictures with these people, you know, da da da, with the background and the whole deal. I will never, ever, ever do that again. I don't want to do it again either. Because, I mean, the only event is that you don't really wait in line for anything. Like, you just kind of go and you go through. And it moves no, so quickly. I had to wait in massive lines really? still. Yeah, I had to oh, wait. My line in... was, like, not That's because it was for Tom Atkins. Well, hey. No offense. No hey. offense to Tom Atkins. Hey, hey, hey. No offense. <laughs> I'm just saying that Tom Atkins' signature line was, like, 10 people deep. Yeah, it wasn't as long. So. They're missing out. 
yes, they are. But like I had to wait in a cluster. Then we had to line like cluster differently, and then we had to line up by like in a separate section line up in that section and then they called each line individually to then go through and it was quick and i gotta tell you it's like 30 like not even 30 seconds it's probably like four and a half seconds i didn't even get that long you're in there you're like a smile you have like you can say hello and that's it you're out yeah i didn't even have that long i got to turn towards the camera that was about it and he gave me a little i was like already such high on emotions and he gave me a little squeeze and he's like hey it's okay and I almost died (laughs) and then the woman was like you have to leave and I was like okay yeah it's a very quick like you do not get a chance to interact with these people you don't get a chance to do anything with these people like at all so if you're interested in a signature in a light bit of chit chat and I mean I understand that there's always lines and you want to keep things moving but I mean even if you want to have like a 30 second interaction uh, like five minutes I think is even reasonable like that's kind of pushing Mm -hmm. the limit of what's reasonable if someone has like a really long line but I mean you know just for to pick out your photo and be like you know hey this is how you spell my name blah 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 I really liked you in whatever movie you know I, I you know I've grown up watching your stuff like I really like this I really like that like you cannot do that in that situation you get a great photo you do but I also think you can get pretty good photos just yeah, I, in the line like that's my picture with Matthew Lillard right right up there and, yeah, and I it's think much it's, better than my picture I think it's pretty Lillard. good and that was like I met him at a monster mania I think it was monster mania convention many years ago back in the um uh, 13 ghosts era of everything and you know it, it's fine so I mean unless you are someone who really values just getting your photo like by like a professional photographer and getting like that eight by ten glossy like right then which is not at all what I care about you know if that's if that's what you're into that's great and I'm right. certainly not here to be like you know don't do it and right. I mean some of these lines for signatures do get very long and you they, do wait yeah. for much longer than you even wait I mean I waited no, for Bruce Campbell for hours I'm saying that you would have had to wait for Matthew Lillard yeah. all day. So, I mean, if you're not prepared to do that, I completely understand this is another way to go. But it's you get zero interaction with the celebrity that you're there to meet. And it's just it was like just cattle just in and out, in and out, in and out. And I kind of feel bad for the like the poor guy that has mm-hmm. to stand there. I feel bad for the staff working it. I feel bad for everyone. It's just it's not a great interactive experience, but you did get a good picture. Like my yeah. picture with Tom Atkins is pretty awesome. It's a very good picture. <laughs> no, I, I definitely, I have some things that I wanted to say to Matthew. Like I, I really do adore him in like most of the things he's been in. Well, I mean, the good thing is I think he's still pretty young. No, so exactly. You will exactly. have other opportunities. I, I mainly also just wanted to show him my super cool Scooby-Doo 2 tattoo. I have yeah. the little bunny that uh, Scooby draws. Yeah. So, I ankle. mean, with the new Scream thing, I think he's going to be making the circuit more. And, right. And, and with and the, the whole FNAF, FNAF of it all. Yeah. I think you're really going to have um, a more another chance to do yeah. it a different way. Like, I, we I we didn't know. We had no idea. No. We never did this before. So, like, we were completely, like, newbies. I mean, been to, like, a million of these things, but never bothered to do the photo op thing. And this was supposed to be, like, a birthday gift for one for me and one for Kat just to do this with these people. And it just, like, did not go well out the way that we thought it would. But we just didn't know. So it was, like, best intentions. But we got good pictures. Right, yeah, we got we good pictures. Good pictures. Um, but you had a really good interaction with a different with, celebrity. With, oh, my gosh. With freaking... Um, Hold on. Doug Bradley. Thank you. I was like, 
I couldn't remember his last name. I had a wonderful rea- uh, interaction with Doug Bradley, who I know. From, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know Doug Bradley from Doug Bradley's Spine Shellers, which I grew up with and are like such an iconic thing in my brain that like anytime someone else references him, I just hear the Doug Bradley's Spine Shellers, like a little <laughs> intro. <laughs> and it's just, it's so nice. Um, and then no one ever knows what I'm talking about yeah. or like wants to refer back to it. I think they're fantastic. I found out about it at a horror hound convention way back when he was doing these and he read like a story to us and he, it's just Doug Bradley reading classic horror tales from Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Lovecraft, um, anybody that you can think of. And there's like a few others that are just like escaping my brain right now. He but does the reanimator too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got you know, European authors, American authors, just a whole bunch of different things that he's reading. And it's lovely. And then occasionally he'll have a special guest. He'll have Robert England come on and do one. And I think Jeffrey Combs actually reads Reanimator, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, you have like a a handful of different things. And for me, it was like, this is a great PG way for me to have my then, at that time, young child (laughs) listen to Doug Bradley. So (laughs) I used to pop those things on. Yeah, because whenever we would go out to your parents, my grandparents, those would be like one of the main things that we would listen to. it's like an hour and a half drive. So, I mean, it was like we had a ways, like some time to kill. So that was like my way of kind of introducing the whole horror thing. Because you didn't used to be into it at all. You were very scared as a kid. (laughs) I am a very scared and emotional person. (laughs) That is just who I am, <laughs> and I have made my peace with yeah, it. Yeah, when you were little, it was rough. So, I mean, this is just, like, my gentle way of kind of, like, introducing the whole thing in there. And I know you were, like, wary to, to even say to him, like, hey, I don't really know you from Hellraiser that much, like, but I really know these. And then we all – it was uh, it was myself, um, you know, Zeke, my niece, and then uh, Corinne, our very good friend, and then um, – my husband and we're all like no I'm sure he really would love to hear that because probably not as many people are like and he was really excited to hear that and I got like a box set signed he's like and he was like telling the the people who were helping him with the sand he's like she only knows me from the spine chillers how crazy (laughs) in like his like sweet little British like monotone way so incredibly gracious about it and I really think he got a kick out of it I mean I think you know it was something that you know I think that he put a lot of work into. He did a great job with. They're really excellent. If you have the opportunity to listen to them, I'm sure you can get them on iTunes or Amazon. I think or something. they're on uh, SoundCloud or Bandcamp or one of yeah, those. When I'm we were looking sure before. you can find them. But I mean, it's a great, um, just little snippet of uh, you know just listening to Tom Cranley's voice, which is lovely. It, it's really good. To, it just has just a lovely tone to it, and just to get something that's not Pinhead. You know, <laughs> and they're really great stories. They're just, you know, all kinds of really cool, you know, older horror tales from, you know, 1800s, 1900s. Like, that just are awesome. So, yeah, and I mean, you may not find them as soothing as I do, but I find them incredibly soothing. No, I mean, I think, you know, like a rainy day, cup of tea, mm-hmm. you know, like you're doing a project or whatever. You just need something in the background. I think it's yeah, a great be nice for like your knitting or whatever. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good time. So that was that. That was that. We did that. That was fun. What I guess that brings it? us to now. I mean, did Are we, we do anything else? I mean, we had Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. We had Thanksgiving. We had Thanksgiving. And you saw Thanksgiving. I did see Thanksgiving. I enjoyed Thanksgiving. Is that a candidate for a future podcast, do you think? No. No? <laughs> I did not see Thanksgiving, so I don't know. There's not really There's anything. nothing there. No meat on that bone? There. No. <laughs> 
You didn't have any trouble with it? No, I did not, no. Uh, well, and we also, I discovered that I was today years old when I discovered that I don't like laser tag. <laughs> you did. You discovered the Eugene. You went it's to for um, me. <laughs> laser tag for Chuck, the person who does our intros or our disclaimers uh, birthday. Yes. And he had a fantastic time and my husband had a fantastic time. And I am so glad that he spent his birthday doing something that he loves to do. I think that is absolutely what you should do on your birthday. Mm-hmm. 100% kudos to Chuck for that. And I appreciate the invite. I will not ever take you up on that invitation again. It's not for me. It's not my jam. But I am so glad that it's yours and that you have some place that you can do it. Yeah, I, exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to else to say that, but yeah, exactly that. Like, it, was like, it was one of those things I was never allowed to do when I was a kid because it was for boys. And my parents were very much like, I, there was very few things that I could get away with doing. And like they weren't like my mom wasn't going to drive me to my local like laser tag place Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to get the gear to like play with my friends in my neighborhood. So it just wasn't something I was ever like allowed to do. So it has zero nostalgia for me and I had zero idea how to play. And like everybody in there was like, pew, 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 like we know everything. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) this is not how I need to relax right now. No, I had done a couple more rounds and was then like in those later rounds instructed on what I'm actually supposed to be doing rather than just have someone run ahead of me and do things. Yeah. Yeah, not not my favorite activity, but I'm so glad that he had a great birthday. So that was awesome. And I think they're going to do it like more often. Yeah. And I think Rodney is pretty excited about that. So good for good for all of them. I'm very happy that they had a great time, but it's just it's good to know sometimes when you don't like things too. So I feel like I learned something about myself. I'm going to take it as a win. <laughs> and I think anything else? Black Friday shopping. That was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, nothing really crazy though. Um, yeah. Support your small business. Support your small, yeah, small business Saturday. And small business Black Friday too. We did a lot of small business shopping. Yeah, support we your small did. businesses when you can. Yeah, I'm really trying to shop small as much as I can this year. It's I know not always working out, but I think a lot of it is. So yeah. I know it's a lot I'm easier trying. to order from like Amazon and the such, and it will get there quicker. But yeah, I mean, if you can, you know, order from Etsy or just like take a walk in your neighborhood and see who's selling what. Maybe there's something you can get there. Maybe like. You just want to make something yourself or you know somebody who knows how to do something and maybe just make a commission, you know? Right. Like, and you might be paying a bit more, but it's it's worth it yeah. in my opinion. I mean, like if you know like anybody, like it you know, and somebody you work with like knows how to cross stitch, be like, Hey, can you like bang this out? It's like a small thing, mm-hmm. you know, I'll pay you for the materials, I'll, you know, pay you for your time and like or in trade, like I'll get you Starbucks if you do this thing for me, you know, yeah, whatever. If you know how to like bake bread and yeah. Wanna, yeah. And, and do like a trade swap. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's just like a cool way to keep our skills up and uh you know keep making art and food and clothing and 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 everything supportive of that yeah that type of system yeah i'm I'm 100 in favor of that so there we go and i think that brings us to today today. is there anything else i don't think so (laughs) that brings us today Yes. And we're watching one of my favorite movies yes, of all a, time. It's a cat special. And I'm going to let Cat take the lead on most of this one. I'm just going to be I'm just going to be chiming in. Yes. <laughs> because Cat has a lot of feels about this movie. I have movie, a and lot feel of feels like about this movie. Since it's her birthday, I'm going to just kind of let her do 
It's still, still going to be it's still going to be conversational. Yes. You're still going yes, to talk. yes, yes, yes. I just feel like I'm going to let you take the lead on most of it. And I'm just going to chime in when I need to. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. We are watching Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. So, I guess has everybody seen this movie? God, you should. Yeah. If you haven't. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. This episode's also going to be a bit different for a couple reasons, which we'll get into more when we like the second half after we watch the movie. But A, I would be heartbroken if I spoiled this movie. Like, I don't think that I can in my right mind do that. B, it's less of specific uncomfortable moments and more of a film that has a lot of general uncomfortable concepts in it. I agree. So those are the two main differences that we're going to be facing going into this. All right. So for those of you who don't know, Donnie Darko is a 2001 sci-fi thriller with a running time of one hour and 43 minutes and a rating. I'm sorry, one hour and 53 minutes and a rating of R. And I'm guessing this is for the director's cut because I think that's all you can really readily find anymore. Which sucks. Which sucks because I prefer the original. The original release is much better. Um. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just like because it's the one that I'm used to, but I know I prefer the music selections in the the original one, even though I know it's not what the director wanted. I think the added some of the added shots take away from the story. Yeah, I, I think. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. watch it again. We'll and watch it. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll come back and talk. So about this that. movie was written and directed by Richard Kelly. Um, it stars a lot of people you know. It's got Patrick Swayze. It's got both of the Halls, Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal in there. Um, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore is in there. I mean, just like a lot of people that you know and love um, kind of devoted themselves to this movie, which is awesome. And I would think this is a, a flower production. That's Drew Barrymore's company mm-hmm. that she did. So she had quite a hand in this as well. I mean, you know, we love Drew Barrymore. Me and Drew Barrymore are almost the same age, too. So I really feel good. like if you and Drew Barrymore hung out, you guys would be buddies. She has such an interesting life compared to what I have. That's so I true. I would just kind of like sit and you can just tell me some stories and I'll just but be like, I feel well, like you have, this is how I relate to it. But yeah, okay, I think cool. that you have enough in common that you guys would like be able to play off of each other uh, well. I can only hope so. <laughs> I can only hope so. And maybe Drew, someday we'll be able to sit down, maybe Drew in the nursing Barrymore, home. Drew Barrymore, if you ever do listen to this, your show really did get us through when our house got destroyed it did we watched a lot of your show then and it was really like an anchor for us it was awesome it was definitely awesome all right so since this movie takes place in the 80s i think we need to have like some 80s snacks with this one i know it came out in 20 in 2001 so did i crap we have in the 80s like um domino's pizza i don't like a lot of that in the 80s Okay, well, no one likes Domino's. So I don't think we liked it then either. <laughs> but Pizza Hut, we could go to the hut. Okay. You want to do the hut? Yeah, let's do the hut. All right, we're going to do the hut, and we can get that. Um, They've got garlic bread and stuff there. It like should. Something. I remember they had something. I've like been some so long since I've had sticks. Pizza Hut. It's like not even Because I don't think funny. that we have one relatively close, but we'll, we'll seek it out for I this. think we need some, like, high C. High C? Yeah, purple stuff, sunny days, something like that. What is... Oh, like purple drink? <laughs> it was like, that's like the Sunny D commercial they used to have back in the day. It was like, what do you have? Like a soda, purple stuff. Oh, Sunny D. Oh, Sunny D, man. You give it to me. <laughs> like, I'll take it. I was going to ask what flavor high C, but I guess orange then. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I don't even know. And I think, whatever. God, I'm trying to think. We used to see, like, 
I think Dunkaroos came out in the 80s. Oh, I like Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. I know people seem to claim them in the 90s, but I feel like they were in the 80s. As someone who was born in the 2000s and relates to a lot of stuff that happened, like a lot of the stuff and products that were in the 90s, I could see them claiming it as a 90s thing, even though it's an 80s. I feel like they could have been 80s. I feel like Hot Pockets were like an 80s thing. That's not a meal, though. We'll do do some. And I think some like, I I really remember Twix being a thing. Okay. And I really remember Cool Ranch Doritos coming out. Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, you'd hate ranch. I don't We can have regular ones and some Capri Suns. Okay, so we're going to have Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Capri Sun. I'm going to trade in my my high C for Capri Sun. Okay. We're going to have Pizza Hut, Capri Suns. Yes. Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. And Twix bars. Yes. And maybe some Hydrox cookies because my dad didn't like to spend the money on Oreos. (laughs) Everybody's dad didn't either. (laughs) This sounds like such a well-balanced meal. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. I'm sure that's what Donnie Darko eats. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into it and we'll be back. All right. Real or imaginary? life was completely destroyed by fear. Mom told me that the when the boys' locker room got flooded, the entire thing was full of feces. What are feces? Baby mice. Aww. Uh. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back, guys. I hope that y'all are okay after watching that. It it is a film that really kicks you when you're down. Um. <laughs> Much like my interaction with Matthew Lillard, if I think about it too hard, I will start crying again. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed now. Yeah, this I wasn't know. Fun. Like, remember when we had the other movie and it was the fun romp? This, this was, was the, the unfun romp. Um, I think I said that about another movie too that was not that, fun. I think I said it about Apocalypse Now yeah, too. It was like, this about, was not fun. I think I even titled it an unfun romp. Yeah, I think I feel even less fun after watching this movie than I did even about that. Although I did feel pretty sad then, too. I, the I feel sad in a different way. 
I feel I definitely feel sad like in a different way from yeah. watching this one versus that one. All right, let's let's get some trigger warnings out of the way. If you've got a trigger, it's in this movie. Probably. We've got mental illness, uh, arson, domestic violence, drug abuse, violence in schools, um, vandalism, censorship. Child pornography. Child pornography. Suicide. Suicide. Am I missing anything else? Uh, I don't think so. That's that's quite a few. <laughs> Probably more. Yeah. Oh, if you have like problems with politics in your family, like, yeah, that could be, like, there's in... like so a lot of conservative politics versus uh, liberal politics. Like there's it's a, it's a background plot, but I mean it's not like you know. All right, so <laughs> it's hard to do a um a direct like timeline rundown of the plot as this movie deals with time travel yeah so you have a lot of stuff that the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning exactly so you can't really talk about too much without spoiling things that show up later if that makes sense right yeah and if this wasn't something that it would just like autoplay i would be totally fine spoiling it but i don't have the heart to spoil this movie okay so Basic general concept gist. This is the story of Donnie Darko, a mentally ill high schooler with symptoms of paranoid schizophrenia and who experiences daylight hallucinations. Um, and nightlight hallucinations. And nightlight hallucinations. <laughs> he is hallucinating all the time. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. No. Uh, we meet Donnie. After a sleepwalking episode, which takes him out into, like, the golf course. Uh, and we find that this is not the first time that he's just randomly sleptwalked out of the house. So it's during one of these episodes, I think it's, like, the second night that we see him is when he has this main episode of sleepwalking. Yeah, because I think the first time we see him is he's waking up right on the golf course already and right. he's coming home so like you already know he's got an issue with sleepwalking i think it's the second time so during this second sleepwalking adventure donnie winds up at the golf course and and sees a six foot tall bunny rabbit named frank which is a man in a bunny suit but still so frank tells him that the world is going to end in 28 days six hours 42 minutes and 12 seconds and meanwhile, while Frank is telling him this, a engine from a plane crashes through Donnie's room and would have killed him. Oh, yeah. But no, absolutely. It was like a big, like, and you yeah, really don't mean, know how big jet engines are until, until like, you, you see, see one. Yeah. Like, kind of getting hauled out of someone's driveway. And they're just like, holy moly. Like, I'm surprised more of their house didn't, like, get destroyed. Right, exactly. It's, it's a very large thing. And... Donnie like rolls up as they're wheeling this thing out of his house and his family is like oh, there you are cool and then yeah. his, his his younger sister comes up and is like it crashed right into your room almost as if it's his fault somehow yeah. it's a very strange kind of reaction it's like oh there's your brother and it's like what <laughs> like you know you weren't worried at all like number one you would be worried that he was like smushed into a million billion pieces with this thing and number two, if you're like, oh, there wasn't anyone there, like, where the hell was he? And it's like, 
Maybe he is sleepwalking, but I would be worried if my teenage child was sleepwalking and leaving our home in the middle of the night and waking up in strange places. I don't care how safe my neighborhood is, and it's pretty safe here. I mean, yeah. But I mean, I guess it's I might have taken steps to prevent it. I guess it's because it just happens so often. They're used to it. I don't know. And it was the 80s and there was a lot more things that people didn't worry about then. But I mean, still and yet, I just feel like that was a very strange and like distanced reaction there. And that always kind of gets me whenever I see it. Like, oh, hey, there you are. Yeah, that's true, too. So Donnie is like the problematic middle child in this family. Yeah, I guess there's like the quintessential like middle child syndrome. Right. <laughs> like so to, I think that to might the also nth degree. To the nth degree. Add to it. Um, his older sister is taking a gap year uh, and going to Harvard in the fall. And his younger sister is like popular and in this fairly successful dance troupe, Sparkle yeah, Motion. Yeah, it seems to be beloved in the school. Yeah, like beloved in the really school for it. sure. And then they All get, the popular they get to go to regionals. Spoilers, but. Yeah. Um, Definitely a, a well. Is that where they going, or are they going to Star Search? I, you, know, I am really not sure. But anyway, Donnie and his younger sister both attend the same school, the same private school, Middlesex High. Yeah, which is really confusing too, because I'm not sure. I guess I don't know if it's just really small. I because she seems young. Yeah, she seems young. One of the people in her dance troupe is in the same year as Donnie. But her his sister seems very young. She does. She seems like she's about ten. Yeah. I think she. I think they say she's twelve at dinner, but I'm not a hundred. I don't know. Either way, she's pretty young. She's yes. So I mean, she might be in junior high, but like I don't know. And while while the school is not officially religious at all. And my mom will say as well that it does not give her religious vibe at all. It, it gives me a, like a slightly religious vibe. So if that's if that's uncomfortable for you, I I get it. I mean, it's it's not specified that it's religious. There's no religious iconography anywhere. It's not called like Saint Mary of the Five Bleeding Wounds or any of that stuff. So I don't think it's a Catholic high school per se. I don't think it is, but I it just, probably is. It does give you an an illusion of one without actually being overtly religious. I've never been to like a non, like a secular Catholic, like a secular private school. I don't know anybody that's been to like a secular private school. But I mean, in the facts of life, they all wear those uniforms and that is a secular private school. So maybe that's just the way they look. I don't know. Well, it's just like the vibe of the teachers and everything that really give give me that type of. And it's also the 80s. They were all kind of like that then. That's true. Um, yeah, and then then really we can't get in any farther without talking about some of the uncomfortability that comes with this film. So I figured we would start off with the uncomfortable moments. Okie doke. All right. There so, aren't that many of them. No, in there's this film, there's really only two per se. But again, I think it's the whole film is just really uncomfortable. Yes, and I want to get into that, but I figured we should start with the moments yeah. before we do like sure. the generalness. Um, our first moment is 36.16 to 37.04, and this is one of Donnie's therapy sessions. Uh, I think it's the second one that we see. All the therapy sessions are kind of uncomfortable, I think, for different reasons. I think this one is probably the most uncomfortable, but I think they're all pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> they are. <laughs> but... Uh, th- th- this one is definitely the most. Yeah, I'm not disputing that. Uncomfortable. Um, so Donnie sees a therapist for his previous 
problems that he's had due to his mental illness, including where he accidentally burned down an abandoned house. Um, so he has to go to therapy once a week. Probably I'm not sure. It seems like he goes pretty sure. often, but it's also we only have a 28 day slot. And how many times do we actually see him in therapy? Is it more than four? I thought it was four, but it could have been more. Yeah. Like it's, you know, so I think it's probably once a week and as needed, I think probably. Right. Um, so he, he's going to this like therapy and all that. And his therapist decides to try something different and try hypnotism, which goes not great the first time she tries it <laughs> but you know we're continuing on this pattern and this time wh- when Donnie goes under for hypnotism th- things get even more uncomfy yeah yeah I mean he's a, he's she's she asks him what he thinks about and he's a teenage boy so he tells her what he thinks about and, <laughs> and it's uncomfortable <laughs> He says he thinks about married with children, and then and she. He's talking about the TV show that which was I on. did not realize because I didn't know that was a TV yeah. Show. There was a TV show back in the eighties. was called Married with Children, and it had um, the main character was Ed Bundy, who ends up being on Modern Family. You'll know him from Modern Family. He's the guy married to um, Sofia Vergara's character. Oh, okay. That's he plays the dad, and then he's married. It's. Um, He's married to his wife, Peg Bundy, and they have these like delinquent children, and one of them is Christina Applegate's character, and there's just like hijinks ensue. It was a like a, I don't want to say it was raunchy, but it was kind of like naughty, especially for the time. And it was just kind of like a spoof on, you know, the typical like white bread, everything is great sitcom family that we all had at the time. This was like more of a real life, we're incredibly flawed family, like almost as if the Simpsons were like real life. Okay. But like Bart was like a total loser and Lisa was trashy. Like (laughs) that's kind of how it would be. So like the 2.5 kids with their like... No, not perfect at all. They're like, and they had like neighbors. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So when he talks about Married with Children, he's talking about that show and what he wants to do to Christina Applegate's character on the show. And she thinks that he's talking about like getting older and growing up. And actually having a family and being married and having children. And then, yeah. (laughs) That's what that's that's about there. So as he goes on thinking about this, he begins to unbutton his pants and and stick his hand in his trousers. Yes. Yeah. So in which case she brings him up out of the hypnosis. And they end the session. But it's still it's still really an uncomfortable moment. And oh yeah, it's very uncomfortable. That you look in on It's uncomfortable just thinking about it. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Anytime you look in on one of their like hypnotherapy sessions they are uncomfortable for different reasons Mm -hmm. um this one is just the most like saucy uncomfortable yeah yeah it's it's really just creepy the whole thing is creepy he gets like this very childlike demeanor when he goes under hypnosis and he talks about the things that are going on and it's always dark in there and it's just like you get this weird like voyeuristic feeling like you shouldn't be like she shouldn't be asking questions but you understand why she is but you should really 
don't feel like this is something you should be listening to, but you are. And you're not going to stop because you want to see what happens. But it's just the whole thing just makes you uncomfortable. I think. Yeah. No, it, it does because like this, these are very vulnerable moments for, for Donnie. So that, that adds like a whole level of like, this is like our hero character. Yep. Our second uncomfortable moment is not much after that. It's 38, 43 to 4013. Um, Donnie is up on like the hill next to right where they live shooting bottles with his friends do we know where it is they're supposed to live because i was trying to figure it out the whole time i was time also trying to this. figure it out and i know they talk about sarasota and sarasota is in florida and this is not florida no <laughs> like, well, i don't care who you are nobody's gonna buy that this is florida i was doing the math on their plane trip because she was taking the red eye and said that she would be back in the morning i couldn't remember what time she was coming but they said she was going to be she said she was going to be back i feel like they're going to be home by like eight o'clock in the morning like sometime like right. 8 30 in the morning and they were leaving on the red eye at like 12 so it's like was an that eight hour i don't even know plane ride. yeah so it's the whole thing is very confusing to me because it looks like california I could be convinced it was not California. It looks like California or like someplace on the West Coast. And I'll tell you, because the hangout spot where this scene takes place is very Californian. It's very Californian. And they have upholstered furniture just like hanging outside. out. Yeah, they do. Outside, like old couches and whatever. And they that sit they just, on them. Yeah, they're sitting on just to be a goof and like whatever. Like we're a hangout spot for kids. Mm-hmm. And anybody who has a winter knows that that upholstered furniture is gonna be gross <laughs> like it's gonna be anyone soups gross you're gonna has, get a summer out of it and that's it <laughs> anyone who has any form of weather like rain <laughs> snow any of it like a heavy spring gross. a heavy fall like it's gonna be gross it's gonna be gross so wherever it is it's a place that does not get a lot of weather and to me that screams like Arizona, California, like, but they wear a lot of, like, it doesn't look very hot all the time because they wear a lot of jackets and things. So it looks very California to me, but I don't know. But no, I don't, you're right. I know they mentioned Sarasota. I know Sarasota's in Florida. Maybe there's a Sarasota in California, but then why is she flying to Los Angeles and Sarah NoCal, which doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. I have no idea where this fictional town is really supposed to be. Like, I got so confused, but I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. I don't know. I feel like this is like apropos of nothing. It, it doesn't like, does not change the uncomfortable of it, except for me because I've watched it enough and I know about all the other uncomfortable moments. Now the locale is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like because we watch Pretty Little Liars and are told it's PA. Yeah, this feels less distinctly not PA. Than not that only does. is it PA, it's like where we live. Yeah. It's like Eastern they went, PA. they went to the zoo, like the crap zoo, not even the Philadelphia Zoo. They went to like Elmwood Park Zoo, which is like I thought they were supposed to be at Philadelphia. Um, no, they went to like Elmwood Park that's Zoo. That's right, they did. they did, and it's right there. It's like I know that place. It's not that. Like what it's the not heck? at all. Not that. even close. Not even close. So because they lied to us in saying that that was like where we are, I feel like this is a less bold lie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's, it's just, it was very confusing. And I just like didn't know, is there like another Sarasota I'm not aware of? Like, no, you're good. what the heck? So I have no idea where this is supposed to be, but I don't, it's not, I don't think it's anywhere on the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> so Donnie, Donnie and his friends are hanging out top of hill, shooting bottles, 
drinking, you know, being teen boys doing what teen boys do. And the the one friend brings up that there's too much masculine energy in the group and they need some little blonde chick who's easy and willing to get down like Smurfette, which spurs on this like fairly graphic discussion of Smurfs and Smurf sexuality. Yeah. And the things they do with Smurfette and why and how and why and how and all of that. Yeah. It's pretty graphic. And then it's like shut down immediately by Donnie. Here's like, guys, come on. Like Smurfette was made by Gargamel and she was like a ploy to like go in there and trap the Smurfs and all this other crap. And they're the ultimate goodness of the Smurf way of life. Like turned her around and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, you still have a couple of minutes of it just being. Right. And I love, I love that even though Donnie goes on this tangent, he still ends it with like, which is absolutely insane because why would you want to be a Smurf if you can't fuck <laughs> I thought it was, why do you, Why would you want to be alive if you don't oh, have a yeah, dick? Oh, yeah, yeah, Why would you want to be alive if you don't have a dick? You're right. You're right. I'm <laughs> sorry. I was thinking of the thing with the rabbits that's in the, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> they're just horny and fuck all the time, and that's that's the way of life. So, I mean, you can see just by, like, one uncomfortable moment just being interspersed with another one. There's quite a few in here. It's kind of hard to tell them apart sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Because it it is just, like high schoolness at its pure boiled at, down at, nature and it's like absolute worst yeah and it's absolute at, at its absolute worst yeah. exactly yeah, this is what you got i mean i guess i i can't say it's absolute worst having seen kids in 13 mm. it's probably not as absolute worst but it's not it's, at it's not greatest. great no i mean like in the intro to the high school like the first scene we see in the high school Two of the kids are doing, like, coke in their locker. That is my favorite part of the whole movie. Is it really? I'm just going to say that right now. It's, like, when you see Donnie getting off the bus and they it's play that such a good Tears for Fears song that I love so much. Um, it's it, it gives you, like, the whole microcosm of the school in, like, one it does. song length. I don't even know if it's the whole song. And I think that they do some really good stuff with the like speeding up and slowing down of everyone moving to like give you that sense of time travel as well. I but. mean, you really get a sense of who everybody is. You know mm-hmm. who the bullies are. You know who the popular kids are. You know who the cool teachers are. Like, you know where everybody fits in. Like, you've got like an entire like it's all set up for you as you watch that little scene. Like, right. And when you see Donnie go to school for the first time, which is pretty cool, I think. It is a good scene. Yeah. So those were the two main uncomfortable movies that we were able to just like kind of narrow down and get times for that we felt were the most uncomfortable, I guess, out of just like a general sea of things being wildly uncomfortable. I'm just going to say if there's two different people who go to the movies, I find. And not to say that one is better than the other or that they're both not great people, but I mean, I've been in the movies with two different people. And some people will watch and be like into the movie and want to know everything and hear every line of dialogue and see what's going on and just really get invested in it. And then there are other people that like to chit chat and comment on everything going on. And it's like your own personal MST3K like happening. And this is not the movie for the latter. It's the movie for the former. <laughs> like, So if, you know who you are. <laughs> you all know who you are. And if you don't, somebody better tell you. Um, you want to watch it with somebody who's going to 
appreciate it for what it is, who I, is going to want to get invested in something, who is not going to be like picking apart like every little thing when you're trying to watch. And I feel like that's mainly for like a first watch. If you're watching it for like the umpteenth time like we were, I feel like you get a certain level of like, okay, you can you can do a little chit chat, little jipes. I don't know if there's much to jipe at. Whatever no. a jipe is. <laughs> I'm not sure what jipes I was, I was, what is, What's that what's word? It's like a J word. Like japes. Maybe japes. <laughs> well, either way, I think y'all know who you are. And I mean, I, and you know who's going to tolerate what? Um, this is just, it's just, everything in here is kind of a sensitive subject. So I think... You're going to want to watch it with somebody that you need to trust, I guess. Yeah. And who sh- kind of sure. knows your trigger warnings and whose trigger warnings you're maybe more familiar with. Um, You know, if you're going to do like a serious watch. If it's not that, then, you know. Then don't watch then, it. Then you do you, baby boo. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's it's one of those things. It's, I, it's a heavy film. It's a heavy film. And I don't know that if you're the type that wants to like chit chat and like do the whole thing, I don't know that this, that you will get the importance and like the why I love this film so much. It's not a party film. It's not. It's not a party film. Unless you're one of Kat's sad boy parties and then you can come to that one and watch Tony Darko. We just her. watch Tony Darko and then cry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so those are like our like pinpointed moments, but I do I do want to talk about a couple other like uncomfortable things. All right, so on the more mild end of the spectrum, <laughs> sorry, our, we we let the dog outside the room, and she is like she acted like she wanted to leave. She did. She she's like I want to leave, but apparently she wanted us to leave with her, and now that we didn't, she's like very upset. Okay, I think she's calmed down. Okay. Um. So on on the less uncomfortable end of the spectrum, but of like the general uncomfortable things in the movie is, gosh dang it, Velma! This is like in Jaws when the shark is like ramming the boat when they're eating dinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Um, um, on the less uncomfortable end of the spectrum of the things that are still like uncomfortable in this movie is you have the like slightly joking. Um, family political debate of the daughter who wants to vote for Dukakis, which I feel like if I did not, but I feel like if you grew up in a family that was very like political or conservative might be a, a point of contention for you then to watch with your family. That's probably true. Do you want to speak on that, being as you grew up in a family that was more like that than I did? Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning. I think it would have been just one of those things that just kind of brings up all that. I remember this election very well. Um, You know, the whole thing about Dan Quayle and all that. So, I mean, this was something that, you know, I was very much aware of in my, you know, preteen years and my very early teen years, this whole thing happening. So, I, you know, my family is all very conservative. I think I've talked about this before on the pod. And, um... Yeah, it's I nobody in my family would have told my dad that we were going to vote for Dukakis like that just was not something that was ever going to happen and at the dinner table or anywhere and been tolerated. So I think that kind of I, I don't I don't know. I think it says a little bit about Donnie's parents where they are conservative, but they're trying, I guess, is a good way to say it like they're trying to to deal with things and to 
be a little bit more open. I mean, I know that they're like, yeah, you're not really going to do it and blah, blah, blah. And I know that they have like strong feelings about it. But in my house, there would have been yelling. (laughs) Whereas in this house, it's just kind of like, ah, you know, and they kind of let it go. And I don't know if that's because there's really not a lot of strong emotions that they show at all. They really don't. Um, Even at the, the end of the film, only one of them is a little emotional. Um, or if it's, you know, just a general, like they're, they're trying, because I think they are trying, especially for that time and especially for what they have going on with the, the, you know, the mental illness and that being a thing, cause it was unheard of, unheard of at that time to be in therapy. Um, you were over the, like all the way around the twist. If you were in some kind of therapy, seeing a psychiatrist for whatever reason, that wasn't something that anybody did, or they certainly didn't talk about it if they did. And Donnie's very open with everyone about it. Um, and his parents are involved and they do ask him about it. I don't know that they have those connecting moments that I think we kind of take for granted these days where everybody's on the same page. It's like, Oh, tell me about your feelings. And, you know, I know some people talk to their children, daily about their feelings and how to manage them and how what we can do better and you know what this means and what that means and what's okay and you know da 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 and and normalizing a lot of things that a lot of people thought were not normal um you know which is all great and wonderful but it just wasn't something that was done then at all and you know don't ask did it make us stronger or more fucked up I have no clue but it just the fact that they are as involved and as tolerant and as patient as they are for that time, I think really speaks well of them. I mean, it, they are reserved and they don't know what they're doing and they don't handle things maybe looking at the lens of today that, that they should have done. And I have a lot of questions <laughs> as to why was this not done and why was that not done? But it was a different time. But I think that in their way, you know, they're they're doing their thing. No, I think th- I think that they're very they're very chill, especially like, I mean, there's that whole one point where Donnie calls her mom calls his mom a bitch, and she just like walks off. And she like, just walks off. Yeah, again, something that would not have happened in my house. Not at all. No, and it's like it's. I guess that's where I'm like, is it? not enough confrontation, not enough involvement, or is it, you know, better to be like, we're just going to be cool about it. You know, like, is it just like a, we're just going to be too cool and we're just going to, you know, leave, leave it alone and let him calm down and do his thing and, and, you know, let him handle it and have a space. Or is it just like, we're not involved. You know what I mean? Like, where's that, that line? And mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of where I'm not sure. You know. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying, and I think, I think that their their later like want to go to the to the therapist and stuff yeah. shows that they are they do want to be involved in all of that. It's just right. Yeah, I just don't know if they don't know how to do it, which is quite possible, or you know, they just they're kind of at a loss. You know, and God only knows, you know, how you know the, what their background in this is, which I'm sure is nothing. You know, because this was even, you know, less talked about in their generation. So then for them to have to deal with it in this and this, you know, we get progressively more in tune with our feelings and everyone else's feelings and sharing and caring and safe spaces and all that sort of thing didn't exist then. So, I mean, I think that they're 
I, I want to believe that they're doing their best. I hope that they are. You know, I, there are just some moments in there I, where it's just like the emotional reserve is baffling to me. It's just baffling. I feel like they probably are because they do a lot for Donnie's other siblings as well. They do. They do a lot. But I don't think that that's unusual in families where they have especially kids that are easier to manage, like the cute little one and the older one who really is just kind of taking care of herself. Because the mom You know, does, the one that she can be proud right. of, you the know. mom does, like, drop everything to go be able to fly them to L.A. for the younger one's dance competition. Right. Which I still think is Star Search. <laughs> no, I have to watch this movie again and be very sad I really again. thought it was a competition. It could be, not, but I'm I mean, Star sure. Search is a competition, so I just oh, don't know. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't it know is. anything it about Star Search. Was, it was, like, a big TV show at the time where, like, it was kind of like America's Got Talent. Okay, so for the day, I I really feel like they f- get to go back for the quarterfinals. Yeah, so if, I don't know if there is something like that on Star Who Search. Knows? Well, sense, I don't remember. But... It doesn't matter. It's just stuck in my craw. Like, where do they live? I don't know. <laughs> right. So there is that whole thing, which, depending on your audience, could be uncomfortable. Yep. And then you also have, which is really, aside from the mental illness, probably the most uncomfortable general cloud of uncomfortable uncomfortability in this film, which is Patrick Swayze's character, Jim Cunningham. Yep. Uh, Jim is, what would you say, a motivational speaker? Yeah, so I call him a motivational speaker. And he sells all of these tapes to the school, which are then taught in, like, their health class. Yeah. On, and uh, this was big in the 80s, too. Like, lifestyle okay. changes and, you know, ways to make money. And you would buy into this, like scheme of videotapes where it would like tell you all the secrets to make yourself better thinner younger richer whatever I mean it was just you know it kind of grew out of like all the the cults and gurus in the 70s they all kind of went digitals in the 80s and you know, right. so <laughs> it's like kind of just something that can't originate from that he's a really big like town celebrity yeah um but he, I mean you can tell he's a scuzz just by looking at him you you can you can. <laughs> it's hard to say that about Patrick Swayze because I mean, he's America's sweetheart. Everybody loves Patrick Swayze, but like his character, he does such a good, and I think this is a testament to his talent. Um, he plays just like such a scuzzball. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this is someone who, whose information is taught in the schools. He, he comes out for assemblies. He's emceeing the talent show. He's golfing with everybody's dad. And then you find out it is discovered that he is part of, how do they describe it? A kitty porn ring? Yeah, yeah, or dungeon maybe. Kitty porn, porn dungeon. Kitty porn dungeon or kitty porn ring, but um, yeah, it's pretty bad. He's heavily involved in kitty porn. Yeah, they, when his house is burnt down, they discover it like under his house, and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, behind a massive portrait of himself is a hidden room. Yeah, and which is so crazy. But I mean, even then, like once this is discovered, it's one hundred percent like for sure. Like we found these things in his house that he had. <laughs> Da da da! Like there are still people that are very like he didn't do this. We're gonna spearhead the defense fund. This is completely wrong. This is not something that he ever would have been involved in, you know. And they're just like blinded to the whole thing because they just want to believe so bad that this person is like still this great guy. Exactly. <laughs> Which you know, some things still are true today. <laughs> um and. W- Part, part of it, I feel like, is while you have all of that going on, the wonderful English teacher, played by Drew Barrymore, gets fired because she's too controversial. Right. Um, because she was teaching the Destructors. The Destructors. The Destructors. By Graham Greene, yeah. 
And that was seen as like too controversial and aggressive for Mm -hmm. the students, which is absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like the whole uh, dichotomy juxtaposition, however you want to phrase it, is like adds to this whole tension of uncomfortability, especially if you are watching with someone who would have been on the Jim Cunningham defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty one of those things. And it's you know, it's. I'm like at the time I'm trying to I mean you're coming off the heels of you know satanic panic and you're coming off the heels of you know book brandings and you know and then you have the the dead poet society of it all that shows up and there and you're just like okay it's not so unusual to have the idea of the you know the cool teacher who's trying to really teach something and an appreciation of something as art and expression and what this means to be able to dig this up and take it out and talk about it you know and then that gets shut down so it's like we can't talk about these ugly things we can only talk about this top level crap that Jim Cunningham is there it's either love or fear and then you have that scene with Donnie where he's like well I like can't it's more complicated can't than do that, that. Yeah. like it's it's somewhere in the middle like it's not you know we don't know enough about the situation that you're asking me to classify and it it doesn't make any sense like what you're doing and it's like when you have somebody that's trying to teach somebody and how to navigate those waters that's the person that is fired you know and I think that that's not unusual (laughs) for that time you had a lot of that going on and even um you know when he tries to have a serious conversation with his science teacher about the time travel of it all because that is still going on in the midst of all this emotional bullshit um the teacher can't continue the conversation because he's worried that he's going to lose his job um because we kind of bring religion into it and different things and he's like i can't do this i can't talk to you about this i can be fired so at that point, you know, he's kind of cut loose on his own, gone, you know, to, sorry, you, you have to deal with this on your own because right, like, I'm under these constraints. No one here is able to support you in the way you're looking right. for. So, I mean, he's not really getting the support that he needs anywhere, anywhere, really, which is kind of what makes it so tragic because there's really like nowhere that he can go to with this monumental thing that he has going on in his life. I mean, he tries to, but... Yeah, he tries going to pretty much everyone with yeah. his family, his therapist, his friends, and... Well, even his girlfriend, because, I mean, she's got her own tragedy yeah. going on at the time where it's like she doesn't have a space in her head for this, you know, to even work it out. And the fact that she entertains it as much as she does, I think, is, Which you know, a I testament to her. I don't know that we mentioned this, but his girlfriend, Gretchen, had and her mom are under like a protection plan because her stepdad stabbed her mom multiple times. Yeah, like five times. Like five times. So they're they're on the run from him. Right. Which apparently all the kids in the school know and feel free to like talk yeah, about which openly, which is you know, ridiculous. Is stuff that used to happen. <laughs> so I mean, you know, like there you go. Um yeah, kids are freaking cruel. And you know, that was just the thing that was going on. So I don't know why everybody but she I mean she tells people too which is kind of weird it's like if you're in hiding because of this why are you telling people that this is what you're in hiding for i don't understand that either but maybe i don't know i don't know enough about it i guess that's your choice hmm. 
But yeah, so I mean, she's got all that going on, which is where kind of the domestic violence of it all comes in. And so she's, you know, this heavy thing. And then here he comes with his stuff. So the fact that she's able to even entertain the things that he's saying to her about this stuff is just amazing to me. And no, then, you know, and then right. the plus they're doing their schoolwork. I mean, it's been everything. Plus they're doing their schoolwork and getting their, their yeah, like their they're working on. on projects together and whatever projects that are like not well received. <laughs> it's just like no. one more thing just going wrong. So it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's. Sorry, it's such a downer. Yeah, and um, and then we can't really give you like a real good plot synopsis here. It's just not that kind of thing. So it's just. One of those, like, how you end your book report in the fourth grade, like, and if you want to find out, then you need to read it yourself. So exactly, if you want to find out, you need to watch it yourself. So find somebody that you trust and uh, get into it. Get into it. Or do, like, what my mom does and... Force it on someone else. Force it on someone else. And then leave. And then leave. <laughs> Just like be like, ah, oh, you know what? This is a good movie. Let me put it on for you. And then leave. And then come back when they're crying and be like, aw, that really <laughs> made you sad. <laughs> Look, I just thought it would it would help you at a pivotal moment in your life, and look where we are today. It it is genuinely like one of my favorite movies, as I have said. It's just it's not the the only time you've done that. <laughs> They're all good movies. They are. They are. They're good. They are. Right. Should we should we rate this bad boy? I'm gonna do a strong seven in uncomfortability because the whole thing is uncomfortable. A strong seven. Maybe I'm a little higher, but mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out of the gates with a strong seven. I don't know. I There are definitely a lot of uncomfortable things that happen in this. I am going to go with a six because I feel like a lot of it is general uncomfortability that would still be uncomfortable even if I wasn't watching it with you. Okay. Maybe that's fair. How, how well did you like it? Oh, it's a great movie. Everybody should go see it nine out of ten. Many of it. A nine and a half. I, 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 I can't think of a movie that would be better, but I still, I still feel like I can't give anything a ten in case one day I see something that is better. <laughs> that is the best. I don't know. We got a lot of movies to go. So I'm going to give it a solid nine point five. I absolutely adore this movie. I cannot recommend it enough. I hope I did it enough justice to convince you to go watch it. If you're looking for a bad time. No, if you're looking for a sad time. If you're looking for a sad time. If you're, if you're looking, looking for, for a great time that also is depressing. Yeah. If you really, if you want to have like sad boy party, if you've had a bad day and you feel like you're down in the dumps and you just want to be like, have a nice cathartic little sob or find somebody who's really just in a worse spot than you are through no fault of their own. Like, this is a good one for that. <laughs> like, it was gloomy outside. And you're just, like, in a funk. And you don't know what to do with yourself. Like, Watch this is a good one for that. Yeah. And get you out of that funk. You're like, I don't know. It'll put you in a different funk. Different funk. <laughs> different funk. Well, at least it's not me that's having these problems. You know? It's one of those. Yeah. All right. So do you want to do some shout outs to everybody? Shout outs to Chuck for doing the disclaimer and having a great birthday. 
Shout outs to Marshall for doing our intro music. Thanks, man. And all of the other music. It's just the same song. Appreciate you. Uh, shout outs to Tom Atkins. Woohoo! My birthday buddy. Shout outs to Matthew Lillard yep. for being awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're in Sagittarius season, aren't we? That's why you're so friggin' feisty. Yeah. We're in Sagittarius season, <sighs> and also my ruling planet is in retrograde, I believe. God, that explains I a lot. I might be mistaken. It, it might have come out, so but it much. was. So much. We slithered out of Scorpio season right into Sag season. <laughs> One of my world is in shambles. <laughs> Twenty second, baby. The start <laughs> of Sag. Uh, any other shout outs? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. We did everybody cool. Monster Mania. Shout out to those guys. We're having another great convention. That was awesome. Oh, to Doug Bradley for having oh, awesome shout outs for Doug, to Doug Bradley for having for that sure, amazing box set. Sure. I was so worried that I was going to get up there and you wouldn't have anything. That was like the spine chillers related, and then I saw that, and I, I had to have it. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing to have. I fully support it, and all the other great vendors we got there. We got some really cool stuff. I really should put up like a haul of all the things we got. We say that every time we go somewhere. I know things. we really got some really nice stuff, and um, you know, it just it really we met some really just sweet people that that were at these things. And if you've never been to like a horror convention, if you have any interest in horror at all and and a convention comes anywhere near you, you will meet the best people at these things. You really will. I mean, they're always friendly, they're always down to have a chat. You know, I love this movie, I love that movie. This is why I love this one. This is why, you know, have you seen this? It's great. You know, let's talk about it. If you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. You got to see it. Like they're just Everybody's there for the same reasons because they all love these movies and this stuff. So, I mean, you will find some nerds who obviously know more than you, no matter what, how much you know. But and you will find people who seem like they're, they're going to be normal and then are super pretentious about and, it. Yeah, and then are not. So, I mean, but you'll have that, I think, with any fandom, yeah. really. So, except for but ghost. except for ghosts. But really, a good time if you guys ever have an opportunity to go. Can't recommend enough. Yeah, and we'll be back at you again. Yeah, sooner Rel- rather than later. Sooner rather than later with for a, a holiday special. Holiday special. Woo. Yep. All right. Uh, social social means. Social trip means. down to social means. Taking a trip down to social means. That store is opening up. We could put a, a meadery there. I guess we could if we had any interest in making mead, which we don't. At least I don't. <laughs> could be fun. Could be for someone who's not me. <laughs> Um, we are on Instagram at don't look podcast. I think that my mom is probably right now posting a photo of what I look like as we're recording this. <laughs> yeah. You look like a derp. <laughs> it's cozy in the papa hood in yeah, the pop blanket. You look like a, you're like a dark helmet. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. <laughs> Whatever. And I'm also at cat's mom 75. Mm-hmm. So you can follow me if you want to follow cat's mom and cat is cat. I think I'm Catastrophe Nico. Yeah, I think that's you are. If you want to do it, get our personal stuff. Or you can just follow the page, whatever you like. It's cool. We tag ourselves on the page all it's the time. Cool. So it's cool. You can find us through that way. We're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Uh, I think it's just Don't Look Podcast. Uh, our email is don'tlookpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us 
and also a time. stop making these podcasts if everyone's <laughs> listening tell us to keep making these podcasts because they're great tell us about a just time give us you, a recommendation yeah tell i want to hear about your uncomfortable movies that you've watched with your family yeah i'd love to hear about that that'd be great i'm sure people have run into this before i can't just be me yes <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, please go ahead and do it. Um, is that all of our social medias? I think so. Is there other things that we should be on? Uh, send us an email so. if there's other social media things that we should be on. Well, you do on. have that one video on TikTok. We're not talking about TikTok. Oh, my God. I'm going to start making more videos for today. I have to learn TikTok a little better. I just know how to watch things. I don't know how to make things. I don't understand how to make things either. I don't either. Maybe that'll be my, my goal in the new year. Is oh, to there figure you go. Out how to make things on TikTok. Maybe that'll make that my, I'll, I'll work on that for Solstice. I'll make that something to blow my candle out to. Um, yeah. All right. So then I think we finally crept our way to the end of this episode. And I'm just going to tell you, if there's a six foot tall man in a rabbit suit in front of you, don't ask him why he's wearing that stupid rabbit suit. Whatever you do, just don't look. Listen. should listen to him because he is giving you some hot wisdom he's and just a like good warning he's just like mothman he's just he like is. mothman he is it's just super like mothman. hot to always be right <laughs> it's super hot to always exactly <laughs>